Welcome to the Ladies at the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I want you to come on a journey with me as I navigate the world of digital marketing, women in leadership, and pretty much everything in between. Each week, you can expect me to talk about all things trending, work-life balance, and how I'm keeping things fun in all the places. Are you ready to pump up the jam? If so, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ladies of the Lab podcast. I had a technical difficulty there that I had to like adjust. So half of me thinks that I might just keep that original intro and kind of see where we go with that. But um, anyway, I have Faith with me today. We're cozy. It's my first time recording on my couch. So cozy. I'm in a blanket. Yeah, because it's I I always talk about the weather like an old woman, but it's (laughs) raining outside and it is cozy in here. But I was glad to have an opportunity to sit on the couch. Both Tina and Rochelle sat on it last week. So get off the couch. It's my yeah. turn. Your turn. Your turn. Um, but I do like to be cozy. And I like to watch those podcasts where they're like on the couch and they're holding the mics. But I don't want to hold it. Yeah. So no, it's works, too much work. This works out great. Now, we all, now we've got to like we position. Just keep, <laughs> bigger. We just keep adjusting. We're, we're going to get it. We're going to get it one of these days. Um, and it'll be like old hat. Because then we can just sit. And this works oh, good. This is cozy. All right. So <laughs> for your future reference, crisscross applesauce on the, on Facing the couch. Facing each other. <laughs> and like we're having staring a little moment <laughs> together. Somebody will be like, those weird cult girls in there. We're <laughs> just <laughs> such a, a good oh. posture. Just... Yes. But anyway, um, we are um, together today and I'm excited because I think it's great to have different business owners on, but there are things that we are the expert on and I want to talk about kind of digital marketing efforts in 2024 and what that uh, should look like. And this is on your terms. Ultimately, if you're a business owner, you have an opportunity to do these things on your own. Obviously, we always want to bring it back to Borough Business Lab. We offer all of these services and can help maximize and optimize on all different platforms. But ultimately, this will be great information for you to take back to your business or to use for yourself. So either way, if you want to bring it to us, we'll take it. But um, these are also things you'll be able to take away and do on your own. So as always, we will start with our normal segments, which is... What do you have going on this week? Or what was your weekend like? What's up with you? Faith, what did you do? How's your week been? It's been good. Oh, I remember. Uh, It was my husband's birthday last week. And so we celebrated this past weekend. Um, He had family come into town. So we went to a nice dinner on Friday and then went to Top Golf on Saturday. And then had another little hangout party thing that evening. Um, I'm at my parents' house, so it was just very cozy. How old did he turn? 26. Okay, I thought so. We were talking about yes. that last night, and I was like, I think he turned yes. 26. Because you just turned 22. 22, the best. Mm-mm. Yes. Yeah. Don't get me started on Taylor Swift. We'll be yeah. in. Oh. We'll wake up like three hours later and be like, what happened? Yes. <laughs> we blacked out. It's about to be a big weekend. It's a big weekend. And, no, we just said we're not. Uh, we'll get. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back. Yes. But how's your week been? Oh, right. I was like, so what else? No, I heard, I wanted to hear what you did this weekend, but I also want to hear yes. how weekend. No, it's been good. It's been um, pretty chill. Clean the house, that type of thing. Trent was gone at work. Um, and so I cleaned while he was gone at work. And had my mom over. We had dinner. 
it's been nice. Uh, it was nice to have her over because we hadn't gotten too much just one-on-one time since the wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was nice to have her over. And then, wait, what did I, I literally can't remember. It's okay. With Diet Coke brain. Yeah, it's just frying every neuron I've ever had. <laughs> She's gone. Um, well, maybe it'll come to you and you can chime it in later. Um, this week I embarked on a new territory as a parent and had to have a child's tooth pulled. So that was fun. Um, Jojo is in the two front teeth. Like they usually go together and hers went in December. One went in December. She's so daggum cute, but she's got some huge permanent teeth coming in. (laughs) So that's going to be an interesting adventure. Her little tooth gap is yeah. just the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. But that one was hanging on and so yeah. I had to take her to the dentist and they're like yeah that's not gonna come out on its own and they're like behind her back like should we pull it today are you and I was like yes like and they don't know that Jojo's just a savage and <laughs> has no no pain threshold she's just like what do you need to do I'm do here I'm, I'm I'm ready to party so I had to embark on that territory and like my dentist is in this weird insurance gap so I was like who asked me to adult like this today yeah who asked Rude me of them to do that <laughs> I don't want to have anybody's teeth pulled and I don't want to try to figure out my dental insurance so if we could not riveting <laughs> I know right everybody's on the, the edge of their seat for sure um, but I really do, again, I've said this every week. I feel like every week past Christmas and the holidays just feels a little bit more normal and I'm ready for spring and, um, the weather yeah. this past, well, not today because we're back on the weather, back old, on the weather, old geezers, the, the golden girls are talking <laughs> about the weather again. It, I drove home the other day with my windows down and I am a cold person and I took the little back way which is not really back way, just a different way. Had my windows down. It was like 65 degrees. And I was like, this is the best moment of my whole life. Well, it probably was giving Southern California. That's exactly what it felt like. It felt very, but like with the country. Yeah. And I was like, this is exactly. And, and not California. Not just brown concrete. Do you miss it? No. Uh, well, good. Not itself. I mean, again, the people. Yes. Uh, But No. Mm. not in the slightest <laughs> that's interesting that's how I feel about Kentucky I don't yeah. I don't I would never move back to Kentucky but the people there and yeah. the, the people I grew up with and yeah. that still live there and little things like little um landmarks or restaurants totally I'm, I nostalgic miss. for sure like if I were to go back to where I grew up grew up yeah that's just like it's a smaller town and it's that would be sweet and now all your, almost all your family's here. So yeah. I'm a firm believer home is where your heart is. Yeah. It's like very it doesn't, true. I wouldn't care where we lived as long as we were together. And totally. Be with everybody. Totally. So I agree. That's sweet. Um, what else? The Grammys were last week. So I've been still processing all of that yes. adventure. Once um, again. Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> Can you hear us? <laughs> Um, I also thought Miley Cyrus was, oh yeah, she was setting a moment with the she hair. She was, I was getting, I immediately thought of Dolly Parton. Right. And then was like, oh, 
But then the whole, there was like the whole Tina Turner like tribute thing. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it was just a whole thing. I loved her because she was very childlike in the fact that those were her first two Grammys and it was written all over her face that just so happy. There was not a, it didn't seem like cocky or arrogant, Mm -mm. but I like the end of that one's performance. She was like, I just want my first Grammy. I was like, that's a little girl that's pumped that she just. Totally. Well, I had never realized she hadn't won a Grammy. I didn't I mean, either. I don't keep tabs on who's won Grammys and who hasn't, but I would have whenever, assumed she would have. It, totally. Wrecking Ball? Totally. <laughs> I mean, just wrecking? all the random. Hannah Montana, <laughs> the climb. Ever heard of her? <laughs> I wasn't a Hannah. Mo- were you a Hannah Montana oh, girl? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was Hannah Montana. <laughs> that must have sounded so scary. <laughs> that was sounded so scary. I'm so sorry. I was Hannah Montana for Halloween one year. Shut up. Wig. My mom's lipstick in my back pocket for a little reapply. I feel like you could have done like a Lizzie McGuire moment too. Totally could have. Because of totally your hair. Totally could have. Yeah. Because wasn't she? She was more blonde. No, but back more it up. red. Than what was the spy? Kim Possible. Kim po- <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. Because many times in my life, if I have worn... I had, <laughs> I had this pair of green, kind of flowy pants, kind of like how I wear now, yeah. but a little more different material, whatever. Like a canvas versus like a flowy yes. situation. Canvas, yes. Military. Yes. With, and if I ever wore a black tank top with it, <laughs> with my hair, my middle name is also Kimberly. Oh, wait. And so everyone would be like, um, so I, you actually look like Impossible. <laughs> And you're like, I'm her. And I was like, did it, did or whatever the sound is. <laughs> like, I've been stopped, like, in a post office. Like, yes. That's great. Yep. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Well, you give more Kim Possible than you do Hannah Montana. But I'll I can see it. where if you I'll were in it. that generation that you could have flip-flopped between yeah, the two. Flip. See, I was past that. Me, yeah. and, me and Josh were talking yesterday about old Nickelodeon shows for us were like legends of the hidden temple and Cla- yeah, Clarissa explains it all. And those were the shows that we, I watched were- Dora. Stop. <laughs> um, faith met my faith came to our house for dinner last night. And when she left, <laughs> Jacob goes, do you realize that had we made certain decisions in our life, faith could be our daughter. And I was like, <laughs> sir, Watch your language, and he's not wrong. No, but I don't like it. That's hilarious. I'm too immature and young in my mind. I could not be your mother. That's hilarious. But physically, I could. So she's just. And you just said I watched Dora, and so I did watched S- Dora. So did Sadie, <laughs> and so did my niece, who's getting ready to turn fourteen. So yeah, yeah. Whenever my uh, older siblings. I wasn't even, I mean, I was four maybe or three. Like I wasn't doing school yet, but I was homeschooled or they were homeschooled. And so I had my little routine. Like I would, they would be doing their math or whatever. And they would just come in and bring me my little snack, my little pretzels, marshmallows, orange, whatever. Mm. And I'd watch my Dora, learn my Spanish words. Hola, mi ama faith. <laughs> Take I'm it or leave it. I'm, yeah. And with the last name now, it's oh. really the Lord knew that I would be a Chavez Matzel and would need to say words like Rojo. You're really just multicultural. It is what it is. I'm so proud of you. you. Um, we digress, but we, we got <laughs> there from saying that Miley won the Grammy oh, this yeah. weekend or Grammys. But also, I really like the song. I like Flowers. It's one of those catchy that you can't get out of your head. 
whenever it came out, I was listening to it over and over and over again. It was really good. Yeah. I do love an award season, though, with, like, Golden Globes, going into Grammys, going into Oscars. I like when everybody's, like, all the big names are together. Mm. And just, like, seeing photos of, like, this person and this person interacting, like, didn't know they knew each other. Not that I would know if they did. Okay, well, that's a little bit about what's been going on um, with us. Uh, Next, we will move into our current favorites. That's my favorite. Um, I can share since you went first on the last one. Um, I go to Garage Bar. Everybody that is anybody that's listened to this knows that about me. And at the beginning of the year, they started offering Garage Build. Their branding is genius. All of their services are B. So bar bike, bounce, and build now. So we're focusing on um, getting swole. I'm just getting some muscles. And I would rather run a million, 50,000 miles than to lift weights. I do not enjoy weightlifting. But this is a great format, and it's with a group of people. I think weightlifting can be so isolating if you're by yourself. And if you're, like, constantly having to think of what you this is what makes it exhausting for me. I'm constantly having to think of the exercises that I want to do yeah. on each particular muscle group. So in the format, you're in the group setting, which I love. It's to music, which I love. There's the hem hawing and the joking and the stuff that we always do in group fitness. But they're, they've got the workout plan for you. So yeah. they know the number of sets. They know which muscle group you're working for which period of time. And I never know what to expect. And I don't have to plan it. So I think that that's something yeah, I really like. I get that. Uh, Faith's a lifter that's girl, where though. We, uh, that's where we differ. Yes. I, I think if I were to run a mile, mm. one mile, in this very moment, I think it would take me... 13 to 15 minutes. No, it would not. I really think it would. (laughs) I'm very confident it would. But yeah, no, I just, cardio is not my jam, but that's just where we differ. Teach their own. So I'm trying new things and trying to adjust to lifting regularly. Yeah. Last week I was sore in my hamstrings four days. Like I, we were doing single leg like squats. So you were on one leg and you had to squat until your knee touched the bench on yeah it with weights and so my hamstrings so were, we're trying to balance too yeah so there's it's a whole all it's a full body moment oof. but my hamstrings were like excuse me ma'am we don't <clears throat> what why why are we doing this this is not <laughs> for us right now you don't lift weights why are we squatting <laughs> What is this? Yeah, so I was walking up the stairs every day like an old woman. So <laughs> shout out to my girls. You're doing a good job. Way to keep it innovative with the services and to make me sore all the time. And the branding. Yes. Genius. It's good stuff. Current favorite for you. Um, This is a weird favorite, but it came to my mind because me and Trent were talking about it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I love yogurt. <laughs> Do you know what I think of immediately when you say that? <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Noel on Disney Plus? Oh Sadly my gosh! No. I, would I like it's it? It's a Christmas movie. It's Anna Kendrick. <gasps> oh, I would love it. Yes, you should just watch it. Okay, this weekend. perfect. Not not the time or the season, but Doesn't matter. It's a great film, and she it's Elf except for she is Santa's daughter, and she makes it to not the North Pole in Arizona. Oh, how fun! And so somebody comes up to her and she has on this like full (laughs) Christmas garb and they're like, I love your yoga pants. And she's like, I love yogurt pants. You like my yogurt (laughs) pants. And so now we always call yoga pants, yogurt pants 
because she doesn't know that. what they're talking about. That's hilarious. And so anyway, <laughs> I love yogurt. Is um, all I oh, could say I love, was yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> I love yogurt. And um, speaking of the gym and whatever, I'm like I'm very particularly trying to build muscle in this moment. Mm-hmm. Like I mean that was the goal, but like very like pointed with how I'm working out and specifically not tracking it any other thing but protein like making sure i made enough protein yeah um it's well, hard the, it's hard you but just have to the, constantly eat like j- a I'm, chicken leg no and i'm hungry <laughs> too like i am just a bottomless pit but the don't know how to say it oikos yeah <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what i'm talking about oikos yes the oikos they're like the zero whatever they're you get a, like 18 of them at costco mm-hmm. and they're 15 grams of protein but i probably no lie have three a day well, you need I to. I just down them. But Trent is like, I have never met somebody who eats so much yogurt. And like, I just love yogurt in general. It's good for your belly too. It's, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Like that specific one doesn't taste gross. The consistency is nice. Like it's all, like I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yogurt is my current favorite because I just cannot stop well, eating it's it. it's a great source of protein. Mm-hmm. It's literally 15 grams of protein for one of those suckers. You would you would be a Smith girl easy. We're yogurt people. Yogurt it's pants. Some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love Some people feel certain types of way about yogurt like the like the texture. I get it. It's fine. I get it. But my some kids get though in general are dairy children. They could live okay. off of strictly not milk, but I'm right there. But cheese, yogurt, yogurt. Cheese. They yep. love cheese so Me much. Too. <laughs> we love the Danon. Um, I don't even know what it's called, but it's 80 calories, I think. And it's a butt ton of protein. And oh, there's really? a strawberry cheesecake flavor. It's delicious. <sighs> that sounds so good. So, yeah, I just found those. They're those overnight oats that look like boo-boos <laughs> that I've yeah. been eating this, uh, this week have that in there. And it's yeah. just... I'm hungry. Delicious. We're talking about. Food. I just had chicken <laughs> and rice. <laughs> Jacob was telling me today that he was reading something, and I don't know anything about this because I've never, whatever. But he was like, if you eat 30 grams of protein, like after you do 30 minutes of cardio, it's supposed to help with like fat burning or whatever. Really? And I was like, okay, maybe I'll try that. I maybe don't know. someday I'll take a gander. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Just jam on three yogurts if you go for a run. <laughs> that is an You can't Im- stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's an immediate vomit session. <laughs> no, I would I would I would literally throw but, up. Like some protein powders have like thirty grams of mm-hmm. protein. So anyway, yeah. food for thought. I'm not trying to get bul- I'm not trying to get bulky. Yeah, no, no. My no. sister did say that one time she is huge into like weightlifting and fitness and she said that she wanted to get bigger muscle mass and she started eating her body weight in programs of protein yeah, that's what i'm doing but she said she trying got, to she said she got hulky oh i don't want to get hulky. but it might have been the exercises that she was doing that's also because she yeah. was like in my shoulders i was like i saw a picture of myself i was like gotta stop that don't want to going sideways through door frames <laughs> literally like, i can't so she's like i think i'm good <laughs> i think i'm gonna be done now that was super fun Oh, goodness. <laughs> Come to us for all of your workout tips. Clearly, we know exactly what we're talking <laughs> we about. We know how much protein you should eat, and it's we're good. Yes. Like and subscribe. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> um, okay, my favorite segment of the podcast is the Tree of Trust, and it's time to get in the Tree of Trust. Spoiler alert. We're getting swag. <gasps> 
for Ladies of the Lab, and I'm super excited. Um, we are going to have a swag shop where you can go and purchase your variety, whatever, your treasure. And we have, I think, three or four different options that we're putting out. But fun fact, Tree of Trust is going to be on a t-shirt, sweatshirt, vibe coming near you. And I'm really excited about it. Yay! It's my favorite. My favorite it's of the so seconds. exciting. I'm so stoked. Yes. Yeah, so um, we'll get into the tree. How do you feel about starting? I can start. This is quite a shift from my yogurt eating. up. Just, um, that's um, <laughs> not that. Um, wow, this is quite the shift. I was thinking about this on the way to work this morning because I knew we would be uh, recording today. And I feel like something specifically this last week and even the week prior maybe, but just recently that I've been thinking about is the fact that I'm a Christian and the fact that I, that was contextual, just the fact that I'm a Christian, that's my true <laughs> trust. <laughs> Not that. Um, <laughs> but my essentially, let me say my true trust and I'll explain um, that all of the work I'm doing just in life is for the Lord period. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I can, I like to get things done and check things off my to-do list and this, that, and the other, whether it's at work or at home or in anything. I mean, I have, I can find a way to check things off in any area (laughs) of my life because that's just the way my brain works. Yeah. And that in and of itself is not a negative thing, but the fact that at the end of the day, I'm working for the Lord period is like a very humbling thing to where, what am I doing? And am I doing it? Well, uh, do I need to take a longer amount of time on X, Y, Z task to do it well instead of just checking it off? Yeah. Um, and again, this applies to anything and just ultimately that, that is who I'm working for. Like, and that from a achiever mindset is a pump the brakes type of uh, realization. And it's like, I've always known that, but sure. time and time again, I was at a community group this past week and someone was talking about that. Like at the end of the day, like praying about like all the work I did today was for the Lord and just sit with that for a second and be like, did I do a good job? Yeah. Did I care? It's enough? like, did, did I, I, did I act as such? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oof, I just not cross my mind. And so just very like in the best way, very humbling smack on the face of like, I'm not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not working for whoever, you know, whatever the thing is yeah. in any area of my life, you know? So that's my thing. Perspective is important. And I think that Once you find out what your motivation is, you know, for you, it's, you know, who you believe in, your faith, and what you've built your life on, but that shapes and forms the type of work that we do and the quality of work that we do, and it impacts and it's delivered in a way that's not like other people's work. Like, if it comes from a proper motivation and perspective, I think it greatly enhances the quality of the work, in my opinion. So... 
it's probably a win-win-win. Like your your stuff is checked. Like you got no pride. It's checked at the door, sort of thing. And I have to do that every single day. But then at the same time, you're gonna do good work, and it's gonna be from the right place, and it's yeah. gonna translate to the people you serve or the people you work for or what have you. And so. What am I doing and why am I doing it? Totally. Are two questions I ask myself all the time. And it will impact every single thing that you do in some way, shape, or form or fashion when you're asking yourself those questions. So it's good to yeah. Not just punch the box, you know? Like yeah. check the boxes just to be totally. checking them because it's not the same. No. At the end no. of the day. Yeah. So good for you. Uh my tree of trust. I'm stuck between two. And I don't know which one is the right one. Um I think I've talked about my kids a lot. I think I should probably talk about me, and this could be in reference to marriage or relationship or um, work or children, you know, whatever. Um, I learned a long time ago that I often need time before I react or respond to certain situations. And uh, the... um, there's a book that Brene Brown, and I've mentioned her name a couple of different times, and she's not the end-all be-all for me. She's kind of one of those that I can chip the meat and spit out the bones. Is that the right way? Is that the right word? Yep. <laughs> yep, that's it. I don't want to get the end don't. of the word wrong again. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those, if you can kind of take take her for what she is and leave the rest of it behind, I think she's really smart, and she does clinical research in, in psychology and you know, finds different like socioeconomic groups and demographics that she runs these tests on and collects data over a period of time to find out why people operate the way that they do, namely in shame. And that's something that I deal with specifically. And so The Power of Vulnerability, I think, was the book that this was based off of. But I did a a group therapy work around it at one point. And you had to listen to all these different modules and then come back and have conversation about it. Um, But people tend to operate in fight or flight when it comes to trauma or shame situations. So let's say I went and pushed a button on you uh, with regard to something you struggle with as far as our internal dialogue. Like, I'm not good enough. If I did something to you and it pushed that button on you, you would respond in one of two ways. Fight or flight. Meaning you're going to rip that person's jugular out of their throat Mm -hmm. because you're a fighter and that's how you respond to trauma or you're going to go never want to talk to you ever again. I'm going to run away and never revisit the situation and neither or is great. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's about learning how to undo that trauma response. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, But one thing is if you are like a fight type person, and I am, I have the tendency to just want to say the first thing that comes to my brain if I'm in a situation where that gets triggered for me. And that is not always smart because if you're a fighter and you're, when you're in war, let's say, and you're on the front lines, you're not considering what you're doing. You are literally just running headlong into the battle with your weapon drawn and come what may, that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. And so for me, what ends up happening is I stick my foot in my mouth or do not use nice, kind words, or I get really big and like full of crap and then just like cut you to the quick. Whereas it would really behoove me to process what's happened for a period of time and form a response. 
and come back to it later. Yeah. So being a codependent person that deals with shame is not fun because if we get into a situation and there's not some resolve like right now, that's really hard for me. Um, and so I have had to learn that it's okay to take a deep breath and let there be an amount of time before you respond to this type of situation. Yeah. That's so tough. Yeah. It sucks. Especially if you are needing a resolve right now type of person or hope. What do you mean? Like, let's clear this up right now. Let's clear, clear the air versus letting there be an unsettled situation. That's tough. And Brene Brown, you know, describes it really great. She's like, if you're not in a position in that moment to have a constructive response, it is perfectly okay to go. It would not be constructive for me to respond to this right now. Can I have X amount of time? Or would it be okay if we had a conversation about this later? And I hate that because I'm a resolution type of person. So I am trying to practice not needing a response and really taking time to process my feelings around the situation if necessary. Coming out of my frontal lobe, because when you're in trauma, you are in your frontal lobe and you cannot make sense, heads or tails of things. Um, And taking a deep breath and coming down and then praying about it, chewing on what a proper constructive response would be, and then delivering at a later date if that's necessary yeah. so that I don't burn the actual house down in the meantime because yeah. that's not good. So for me, a tree of trust, I'm trying to practice sitting in sometimes an unsettled situation or a situation that does not have resolve for me so that I can confirm or, or form, not conform, form a proper response Yeah, that doesn't torch somebody else. Yeah, that is so tough. We're similar. I didn't know that Yeah, about you. Shocker. We're similar in that way. Yeah. Also, once again, of I do not like unsettled things. Mm-hmm. Like if a resolution type person, that's a good way or to you're, describe You're probably it. a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. When you're a people pleaser, if you think that there's some sort of beef or let's fix it in this very beef moment. or cheese between the two of us, <laughs> then we got to make sure it gets right yes. before we get. And then it almost feels like, I don't know, spiritually, you don't want there to be any sort of like rift, but sometimes like yeah. you need to be able to process what you're feeling before you can yeah. even address the yeah. feeling. Because I feel like sometimes I've been in situations where if there's some type of, it could even be a minor thing and they're like, well, what do you mean by X, Y, Z from whatever I said? And I'm like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, well, let me know when you know. And I'm like, I want to know right now, but I don't. And that's that exact thing of like, I cannot process, but I want to resolve this. I don't like knowing that somebody may be not super stoked with me Yeah, for even 10 minutes. It's funny you say that because um, I don't know is a common response from my children, but it can also be a common response from my husband. And that's been really hard for me because I'm kind of pretty much the person that I'm, I know what I mean (laughs) when I say it, but maybe that's because I've thought about it longer or not before I said it. I don't know. A or B, um, I'm having to be okay with, I don't know, as an answer, because that is an acceptable answer. But I do always say to my kids or to my husband, I'm going to let you have your time with that. Are you okay with circling back around when you feel like you're ready to tell me? I I can wait sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that's good. Yeah. 
because that gives people time to figure out truly what it is or whatever the situation is, what they're. Yeah. Because sometimes I'm feeling, again, X, Y, Z way and I couldn't tell you exactly why. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's something I definitely need to sit with because if I don't want to feel this way again, I need to know why I'm feeling this way. Or you don't know how you feel and you got to figure that out too. Totally. Totally. Feelings chart. That's maybe that's the next thing I need to put in my office is a feelings chart. Feelings chart. And like feelings check three different little faces. (gasps) Maybe that goes on the tree of trust. Mural. I like that. Yeah. Right. Like that. Could be like on the tree trunk. What are your feelings? (laughs) Wait, like car go cry. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was kind of a little bit heavier, but I I like it. I like to I like to practice those things even when they're really hard because yeah. I think it's a part of our work that we're doing or trying to do or you know, with our therapist or with the Lord or with the people that we love, like just trying to be and be in relationship better. So Yeah. You don't have to respond immediately. You can say, I need a minute. And you don't want me to rip your face off right now. <laughs> you don't want to die, I promise. <laughs> um, well, that's good. Isn't it funny how 35 minutes just goes, wow, that's great. Um, so we've had some lovely rock star business owners and um, that sort of thing over the course of the last couple seasons, really. And we want to continue to do that. But one thing I'm really excited to do, uh, being that it's still kind of the first of the year <coughs> and I'm wheezing because of the allergy season already. It's fine. I've gotten good the last couple of days, mornings. I just started hacking last night and I don't, I can't stop. It's annoying. She back. She's back. So, um, it's, I really wanted to take an opportunity to project, if you will, some things that you should be looking at in the world and realm of digital marketing for your business. I'm going to go in the order of the seven steps, um, digital marketing formula that we have that we've coined the term, get more customers formula. And we are practical. If we are nothing, that's one of my sayings that we should have put on our swag. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm practical if I'm nothing. I would love that. And then everybody would be like, that's uh-huh. lame, loser. And I'm wearing it every day. I'm like, ah. <laughs> practical forever. <laughs> um, and so with that, we'll start with the first step of first and second steps, actually, of local directories and reviews. Uh, just a sweet little snapshot with local directories. Google My Business or Google Business Profile, as it has been renamed within the last year, is the business listing that is on Google that's associated with your location on the map. And if you search dog groomer near me, the first thing that's going to pop up is going to be the people that pay for ads. So your pet smarts and other dog groomers that pay for ads. The next thing that shows up is what we call the map pack. And it is the three locations that have generated the most activity that are closest to you that have the most reviews um, that have tricked out and had, you know, optimization, um, in that uh, particular service or area. And our goal is to help clients get to be a part of that map pack by generating activity on their Google business profile. Um, and the way that we do that is with step two, getting reviews for your uh, business. And so we help clients do that. So as far as 2024 is concerned, it's going to be really important for local directories and your local directory listings, 
number one, that they're consistent across the board. That's kind of the tried and true uh, with other directories. But looking at your competitors uh, are really good. There, you know, when I was when I was thinking about this, I was like, I could tell you all day that you should add photos because I've been telling people to do that for a really long time now. <laughs> I could tell people all day that they need to have three products linked on their Google business profile. I could tell you a slew of different things that you could do to optimize your profile. But I think what we're going to have to begin doing as small businesses is looking at where your competitors are, what they're doing and get it the same or level it up. Um, that way you're becoming searchable in the same type of deal. So going back to, Pet groomer. Let's say you're a pet groomer and that's your number one category. I don't know if that's the actual name for a pet groomer, but that's neither here nor there. But let's say you also do um, daycare or, you know, walking services or what have you. And you know that your competitor has other categories. Maybe look at the categories that your competitor has and do something comparable to that um, in an effort to become more competitive in the searches that they might have. Um, so that would be the challenge. That would be the trend is paying attention to what your competitors are doing and making it somewhat comparable to what they have on their Google business profile. It's public space. Just go, just go check them out, do your research. Um, and then with reviews, there's no, there's no church in this up. It's get the reviews, use your custom get review. Them, link. Yes. <laughs> so we create custom review links for our clients and we make those, Reviews super easy to give in means of you click this link, you click this button, and you leave a review on Google or you leave a review on Facebook. And I'll say it, I've said a million times, it is the most humble and bread and butter act that you can do is what you can do is ask your client to go and leave you a review on your Google business profile. It is free for them. It's pretty easy for them. And it is something that you can do habitually every single time you offer a service or every single time somebody comes through their, your door, they have an opportunity to leave you a review. That would be major. So for one and two local directories, do your research, check out your competitor, see what they're doing and try to get on board with that. Um, number, th number two is reviews in that there's, there's no zhuzhing that up. You just got to ask for them and go get them. Uh, and if you don't let us run your Google business profile and your local directories and reviews, you should be responding to those. Cause if you're not, you're missing an opportunity for people to see that you're alive and real. I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, <laughs> you're hanging on the edge of your seat at every moment. <laughs> I learn from Megan every single day. Um, I like to talk about it, but some people might be like snooze fest. Well, if you're saying snooze fest, boring, then give us a call. <laughs> right. Seriously. If you don't want to, that's fine. I do this Teach all day. their own. All day and all night. Okay. Um, third is website. Um, website is the 24-7 business billboard. People can get into your inbox and get your phone number and get information about what you do on your website 24 by 7. And it's really an opportunity. I love to be set apart as far as like what your vibe is because it's so visual. Um and it's an opportunity to have fun. Not a lot of people go with me on that. We've got some fun websites and I've been trying to get people on board for the fun and not everybody does, but when they do, I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, it can be super fun. It can be. Um, so just a couple of notes on websites. 
one thing that we've recently adopted, Faith, you'll be able to speak, is a chat on your website. Yeah. There are, are so many options for that now. If I am a user, if I'm on somebody's website, I... In my, my, this is my personal conviction. Conviction <laughs> is a strong word. I am going to want to chat and do the little chat box situation. It's faster. Way, millions of years before I'm going to want to call you. Do you know what I think that is? My generation. Your generation wants their answer right now, but I have a touch of the same, like, yeah, let's test. And I know, I'm like, this is not real life this is not real time maybe it is we're gonna try and yeah. just be like what are you wearing <laughs> in the chat <laughs> <laughs> hey jake from state farm what are you wearing <laughs> if you guys don't know my husband's name is jacob and he works for state farm so i can make that joke and it is pure and good it's hilarious it's hilarious but um i'm also gonna test the chatbot waters yeah no totally yeah she's going for it i'm just Plain and simple. I'm gonna I'm going to message or email, but message way before I'm gonna mm -hmm. call. And we just recent did I already say we recently I literally have short term memory loss. Did we I just mentioned that Borough mm -hmm. Business Lab added one. You didn't get there, but yes. Yes, we added one. So um, If you'd like to chat, yeah. <laughs> I won't tell you who's gonna be <laughs> chatting with you. <laughs> Don't know. Um and they have all sorts of different things that you can do as far as the settings are concerned. So it's not like you have to sleep with your phone on. It can be a certain period of time like during your normal business hours where somebody's responsible for responding back um but then also you can have like weekend hours or email submissions and things like that so yeah. it's not like you have to be on all the time but I use those I have to use those for tech type stuff um here at work and it's not my favorite but I would prefer they give you an option to chat or text yeah. and I do prefer that mm -hmm. versus a phone call and just sitting on the phone I hate to wait. So if I no, I'm the same way with stuff here. If I if there's a chat box on whatever type of I'm going to use that first so I can be doing other things. Yeah. So if you have interest in that, um, a couple of things with design that I really liked that I was seeing were um, micro interactions and they used the reason I like this is because it was football reference and they used the new Heights podcast, which is Jason and Travis Kelsey's mm -hmm. podcast. They use their website as an example Smart. and like little things move. So like if you hover over the little tiny dynamics, make it fun for people yeah. to use. Oh, that's fun. I and like so, that. Um, it's weird. Like it's like little bobbleheads and stickers. And oh, that's like cute that. though. So I think if you have the right niche, and the right audience. We have clients that have us add animation to their websites for like the holidays and things mm -hmm. like that, which I really like. So I thought that that was cool. Uh, but then also um, icons and things like that moving. A, de a dense, rich graphic, so lots of color, texture, and patterns. Um, a lot of the clients that we serve are service-based and more informational. They're not looking for like something super savvy, but I think that anytime you can be innovative for, for the user's experience, I'm going to remember if you get a totally. website. 
Totally. And I always go back to Bravo Gelato. I was, our we've website. been thinking mm-hmm. the same website this whole time. When you hover over their menu, it looks like they're an ice cream gelato company. And when you hover over their menu, it looks like dripping. It's like so fun. Ice cream's dripping. It's, it's super so cool. cute. This is just proof of the pudding. If you give us creative control, we can mac it out and it's going to look really good. So roll with it. Trust the experts. Okay. Um, so that's website, uh, social media. I didn't know if you had any vibes. I had a, I think your rubber band popped there. You're not going anywhere. Okay. Sorry, Faith's microphone did something weird. Um, We're just watching her like she's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> I have uh, one random thing and then whatever you have. And this isn't necessarily only about 2024, but something that's important that I think people miss is their bio um, as far as especially from a business perspective. Here are my thoughts. Mm -hmm. You start taking notes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I think it should be personable, but I think it should tell me exactly what you do because if, and this is not in a mean, slimy way, but if you are lucky enough that I'm on your profile, Mm. I need to know exactly what you do in about one second or I'm leaving. No, I think that that's a great point that you bring up because there's so many times where I'll come across somebody's like in feed post or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to see what they're about. And then I'm like, I have no idea. Yep. And you're like, anyways. Is she just a mom? Is she trying to sell me something? Yep. Is she a lifestyle kind of gal? Is she fitness? I don't know. Yeah. So if the statistics which i don't have just off the top of my head but that if if you did that would be weird it would be super weird nerd alert um but statistically statistically speaking um like megan's saying if i'm in feed and somehow or on the explore page and this specific post grabs my attention and i wasn't and i'm not following you because you're on my explore page and i click on that post and then from that post go on your profile that is like absurd. You're in the rabbit hole. You're in the rabbit hole. And the fact that I'm going to give my time as a user to do that is my computer. I was like, are we kidding? <laughs> um, I was like, we have all this new stuff. Um, Sound effects. Yeah. Right. I was like, do, 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 do. So anyways, all this to say that your bio needs to be so pointed on what you do and why you're valuable in like two lines mm-hmm. and I would separate those two lines, not in one long sentence, go into, go into your notes app and do it there, write out your little bio. Mm. You can do all kind of spacing you want. Few emojis, not 10, like two mm-hmm. to three. Don't and be then annoying. Copy, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> and then copy, copy it from just your little notes app and put it in there because on Instagram itself, you can't format stuff correctly in app. Yeah, um, don't do that. Don't try to don't do that. Do You'll it. be here till next you year. You will literally. You'll yes. be finding the trend in twenty twenty five at that. Yeah, yeah. So, Maybe anyways, that's weird to say. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Spooky. So I that's like my. That. That's just in general. It's just a thing. <clears throat> what would your pro tip be? Because I have seen a lot of businesses jump on the trend of like from this weekend, the Taylor Swift album cover, like using the same vibe. So trends as far as what's cute what gets somebody's eye I love that kind of crap but as a professional business 
you don't want to inundate your feed with that sort of thing. Should they be picky choosy about how many of these types of things they get on board with? Yeah, I think yes, but I would say lean into it. If we're saying lean into it or don't lean into it. Yeah. I would say yes, be picky choosy. But if we're talking Taylor Swift's new album, give yourself a high five. Mm-hmm. That's like six times that we've said it now. Right. Um, Dean will love this tidbit because uh, he has me following the National Park Service. Yes. Instagram. And they made a post that looks like the new album no cover way. for Taylor Swift. And it, it, her, it looks like her exact post. Even they had a carousel where you swipe to the right and it has like the lyrics like she wrote out. I'll send it to you. And it literally stopped me in my tracks and made me laugh. Now, of course, they're National Park Service. I am right. not about to do business with the National Park Service. But they stuff are top like of that, mind. they are top of the fact that I just thought me, a National Park is absurd. Totally. And so I would say be picky choosy for sure. But something like that, where it's a clear, um, uh, everybody's going to know what you're talking about right I think it's super fun a way to be like oh they're kind of fun especially if you don't do it too often if you do it too often it's annoying I would agree with that but the other thing that I'm gonna do if it's like a really good trend or one that I think is relevant somewhat to the audience that I'm capturing is I compare what different businesses use it for like Mm because I've seen the Taylor Swift thing at least 10 times this week yeah and I'm like oh I love what they did with it totally Totally. Um, so not that it's about that, but um, if it catches my eye once and then it catches it again, I'm going to start ranking them in terms of oh, like, totally. you used this genius. I'm never going to forget it. Yeah. So I think that it can be both. And, but I, I would say if you have a pretty, for lack of a better way of saying it, boring feed mm-hmm. or boring service or whatever, it's a way to, Make people care. Spice it up and catch yeah. people's attention. Because Super fun. Is, but don't just post every cat meme that you see. Now that's gross. Yes, we don't love that. Can't do it. Okay, good talks. Um, social media, uh, we're moving on to email marketing. And I feel like this is a bigger and we'll probably spend uh, the rest of our, our, the majority of the rest of our time on it because I don't have too much to say for ads and SEO. We have been talking a lot this week uh, about email marketing, this week and last week. And the fact that there are, spam is an issue, and Mm. there are so many spam filters in place that if you are sending one email to however many hundreds or thousands of emails, recipients, you need to make sure those email recipients are real or else you will get shut down. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, because any of these uh, email platforms that you would make or use to make your, your emails uh, are looking for people that are doing it for spam. Very specifically, because that would be their pain point is letting somebody on their platform that is just sending spam. So they are hardcore to where they will shut you down because I think you're spam. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, I see it both ways. Cause like as a human being that has an email address, uh, I don't want spam. And totally. I, I want there to be protection, but for sure 
we're, you know, we're having to adapt. And I think that that's the beautiful thing about being a marketing agency and, and using a marketing agency for this type of service, because you would never know that until you get suspended yeah. using your email marketing platform. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, it's going to, I think that it's awesome that we're able to offer that to people as a tip and a resource so that they can go back and check their own email list. But going into kind of what you were talking about this morning yeah. about hygiene and how important it is for your list hygiene. Yeah. And so the, the goal is to not get triggered by spam. And one of the things you can do there's there's many things you can do to try to not get triggered for spam um not having a bunch of images in your email in ratio to text that's one but if we're talking list hygiene um you could compile an email list for years and years and years so if i collected xyz email even a year and a half ago let's say and then i send an email to that email it could be not deliverable at this point. Um, either meaning it could be a fake email, it could be a duplicate email, it could be um, certain domain emails are counted as not deliverable because they are not usually real mm -hmm. specific people. For example, a support at blah, blah, blah type of email is not usually one person, it's usually a company. Right. Um, so those aren't, awesome subscriber emails. So list hygiene and consistently checking in and cleaning, literally cleaning up your list and making sure that the list you have is a viable audience that are real people that are actually going to open your emails um, is super important because you could even have a list and it could um, bounce or it could people, a, a majority of your email list could not open the email and that is also triggered as a spam issue. Yeah. Um, so you could put so much time into just beautiful content and copy and craft a beautiful email that either all these fake emails are going to get or old emails are going to get and not open or it's going to come back to you because yeah. they all bounced. The beautiful thing is there's tools that you can use to clean it up. We happen to have the tools. I'm sure that you could also find the tools, but um, I loved what you said about the the audience at that point. Like eleven thousand, you know, fifteen thousand emails is amazing on paper, but if ten thousand of those are dumb emails or broken emails or not real emails, then it doesn't matter. It's about yeah. creating that kind of quality list. Yeah, and it's important because if you let's say you have a contact form on your website and whoever rolls in and puts in whatever type of email they can, as long as whatever contact form you're using accepts it. And maybe you just compile your email list from that type of contact form submission. You're not looking at every email that comes through. So you're just going to smack it on your email list and it could just be that that's I spam mean, comes through contact forms regularly. It just, it doesn't really matter how many kind of, stops or recaptchas or yeah. whatever you have you're gonna get spam yeah we get it all the time totally and so to then <clears throat> sift through all that and try and make it cream of the crop yeah um is one needed and necessary if you're sending emails and two it's just makes sense and it's best practice yeah 
it's also it's kind of like the social media following lie. You can have a quality following or you can have a big one. Totally. And so it's like, who do you want? Do you want the genuine audience? You know, if you're doing business or whatever you're doing for yourself on social media, you want a genuine audience so that you're you know, getting the totally. response and the feedback. Um, we just have a few more minutes left. That went so fast. Um, Lou. As far as ads are concerned, I have big feelings about this because I've really learned a lot about three different forms of ads over the last year. Um, Google ads, which if you don't know, my, my, my trend, my piece of advice, like what to do in 2024 is to try different things because you really don't know what the best vibe is for you until you get in there and try there's a lot of clients that I would be like Google ads are for certain not for you so if you're selling uh if if you're selling $30 calendars and you're not a national company or like Walmart or Amazon I would be like Google ads are not for you yeah um so in my mind if you can kind of I've said this before I've used this analogy before I got went to we went to a marketing conference and this guy was like if you are a financial advisor and go to, you know, if somebody comes to you as a financial advisor and you say to them, put all of your money in this one stock, let's just roll the dice, baby. You're a crappy financial advisor. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I'm feeling more and more often about ads. Um, because you don't know where your audience is a lot of the time and you don't know, you know, where you're going to be able to capitalize a certain number of ad spend or certain dollar of ad spend. And for a lot of people, given the right price tag and the right amount of ad spend, Google is the right one. So if you're a construction company, if you're a roofing company or a remodeling company or you're a pool company or you're this, that the bigger tickets, um, then Google ads are probably really good for you and you probably have more to invest and where that's a bigger pond. Cool. But where I'm also having an opportunity is to, based on the product or service that even that client might be offering, what if we play with Facebook ads? Um, Because there's so much more targeting that can be done with Facebook ads and the nature of the ad is very different than what the nature of a Google ad is. So just really quickly, if you can talk about the nature of a Facebook ad versus the nature of a Google ad, um, kind of in your experience. Yeah. Um, Facebook ads are awesome for something, uh, a business or a product that's visual because you're getting a photo right off the bat. It looks like a Facebook post. It looks like an Instagram post. Um, so something that's super visual, something that's more local Mm. um, because like Megan was saying, we can target, I can target a demographic, uh, a location, an interest, a job title. That's crazy. A, I've watched this TV show. Like. Stop it. Like just interest is, yeah. You can target down to like Pinterest, like stuff like that. So if I am selling something visual that is for a very specific group of people in a specific location, Facebook ads all the way. Also just brand awareness. You're putting the ad in front of them on their normal feed mm-hmm. as opposed to them searching something on Google and you popping up. See, yeah, that to me, you're the philosophy behind that type of marketing because I'm scrolling on Facebook anyway. And then if you've targeted me because I'm a 38 year old woman. Totally. Totally. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. I'm your ideal client. Yeah. You're Sign putting it, up. you're putting it in their lap without them even knowing, which sounds creepy, but is what it is. 
Totally. Um, and it's just smart. <laughs> um, I also will toot the horn of influencer ads all day and all night. And the way that this is beautifully, uh, this, I would say 100% is a trend that you should be on board for given that you're the right business and the right fit. If you have an experiential business. So, you know, if it's a restaurant, if it's a coffee shop, if it's a salon, if it's, you know, that type of vibe, this is an opportunity for you to embark, embrace a market and a platform when it's innovative and when it is probably more economical than mm-hmm. it will be in the future. Um, essentially, what we would be able to do, too, is take the user generated content. So influencer, we have a whole list of them that we vetted and that we use to create content and give a local brand, a local voice to vouch for it. And so let's say I'm Susie Q and I have 1500 followers and I come to your coffee shop or I come get my dog groomed at your shop and I film content and I post it on mine. I'm going to collaborate with you and then it's going to post on yours. And then I'm going to deliver the user-generated content to you. So much value in that because you then you can turn around and use the user-generated content for your Facebook ad creative. It's a thunderstorm here, and it is. Yeah. Watch out. Um, so if we're getting trendy, influencer marketing all day and all night, if you're kind of in a rut or want to try something different because you've been in Google Ads for a while, Facebook ads um, are a really cool way to just end up in somebody's feed and, and to create brand awareness for what you're trying to do. Uh, Google ads, if the big boys pay, they get to play and I'll, I'll die on that hill because that's where you see the phone calls and that sort of thing. Um, last but not least, um, SEO is so important if you are in for the long haul. And I think what we have to do is as a trend, I think that we should adopt the mindset that, SEO is the most important. If you're an established business and you have invested your marketing dollars wisely in steps one through six, I want to do SEO for you all night long, especially if we've built your website. I, I, I'm totally down to clown. But if we haven't gone back to the dirty work, the nitty gritty of the local directories and the local SEO, local SEO should be the buzz in my personal opinion. And that goes back to step number one, which is local Mm -hmm. directories. You have an opportunity with that. The second thing with search engine, uh, search engine optimization. If you are not using search console on Google, you are really missing an opportunity because there's tons of data and analytics. So if you set up an account and you get your start, your, get your website set up in there with your sitemaps and everything like that, you can kind of go back and see where your clicks came from to your website. And so I was able to recently look at a report and go, we look really good here on local directories. We look really good here on organic traffic to your website. Did you know that you're missing an opportunity from your social media accounts? And they're like, nope, didn't know that. All things should be leading back. So any email marketing, any social media, any local directories, any ads and that type of thing should all be pointing back to your website. And that's what helps build your organic website traffic. And so I was excited to be able to use that search console reporting. If you're not using that, let it be the trend to get the data so that you can... This is another Jeremy say, is saying the data informs the decisions that you it's make. True. And so getting that data, that nerdy stuff from Search Console, it will yeah. really be super helpful in how you need to get your efforts up to getting your organic traffic back to your website. So 
if you didn't know, now you know that 2024 saddle up and ride it out in all of these different areas. And that's how you can do it. And if you don't want to guess who does, we, we do, do. <laughs> we want to do your marketing. So call your girls and your guys at Borough business lab and we can help you out. And um, we're also willing to just invite you in so that we can have a chat. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans about our event. It's time. <gasps> Our next, our next Ladies of the Lab marketing event is going to happen on Monday, March 11th. And that is going to be at six o'clock. I think we'll do six to seven 30. And, um, I'm so thankful because sweet Lauren head is a partner and friend and supporter of ladies, of the lab podcast. And we are going to partner with her business, Jeremy head golf shop and Academy for like a little spring fling soiree golf theme situation. So um, so I'll put the dates out for that so that we can start getting RSVPs, but go ahead and mark your calendars for that. One thing we're really passionate about is from this audience and from lady business owners and lady leadership in the community, creating a space where we can network and doing it in a way that's fun and that doesn't suck. So yeah. we'll do that on March 11th. So go ahead and mark your calendars. And if you're interested, be sure to comment or, um, send us a DM or, um, always go to our website, borrowbusinesslab.com and, um, go to the podcast page there, um, for any questions that you might have. Faith, thank you for coming and sharing thank your expertise. You for having me. That email marketing stuff really resonated with me because I'm kind of a dork like that, but it's so valuable because <laughs> everybody's in their email. So yep. thank you for bringing that information. Now I'm yeah. sleepy. I want to go take a nap. Yeah, it's night night's time. <laughs> it's getting darker out. Um, well, thank you for listening as always, and we will talk to you next week.